to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's in a very sci-fi looking location at the minute, it's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how you doing mate? Sci-fi? It's very kind of white, isn't it? Minimalist white. It is, it is. Yeah, nice, I'm recording though. from upstairs because my <laughs> office downstairs we've just painted like today. They and painted the, the, a mural on the wall, didn't you? Yeah, yeah Rebels one, mate. A Rebels <laughs> one. It's just Good Ezra on. Bridges, Ezra Bridges fat off head, just <laughs> bang, bang in the middle. <laughs> With his fl- no. flowing locks. Yeah. <laughs> oi, oi, Savaloy. Uh, happy, happy late July. Um, I've got a funny little anecdote for you that I was right. like, do you know what? I I experienced it last week and I was like, you know what? I'm going to say this on the show. So you right? for the sessions. You know it, mate. So for years, and I'm talking years, it, it wasn't like on the top of my to-do list, but I, was, I, I would always ask people, hey, you know that like, end of the world like doomsday film with Shia LaBeouf in it <laughs> and and people would be like no nah, like I don't know what film you're talking about and I'd be like well it's the end of the world one he he rides like a motorbike in it and I'm like hey, he's at the end he's got a motorbike and he's right and it's Shia LaBeouf and LaBeouf for, for years I'd ask my brother I'd be like James do you remember this he'd be like I don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm for years did not know this film and I couldn't find it I would, I would Google like Shia LaBeouf Armageddon film or like Doomsday film do or that something okay. can't do it mate doesn't work does not work anyway there I am last week Mrs and I snuggling up to watch a film um, Deep Impact it's Elijah Wood isn't it I got <laughs> Elijah Wood and Shia LaBeouf confused that ha- I mean, people get Danny Radcliffe, so, da- as if I know him, Danny Rad- Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood mixed up to the point where I'd love to see them in like a face-off type film where they have to play each other. Yeah. I haven't seen Shia LaBeouf and Elijah Wood ever really get um, mistaken for each other. No, I know. It's because <laughs> I've I've not seen this film since like 2005 or it's something. Fun. And well, it's fun. It's fun. I quite it's- enjoy that. Guilty pleasure. It was, yeah, it was like a guilty pleasure. And we were like, we watched it. And at the end, we were like, wow, that just ended really quick. You know, <laughs> and that's kind of the end of the film. And that's it. It, it was like, oh, right. Okay. That was like, that was intro. That was not as good as I remember. That's what I thought. I was like, all those years of me wondering what film it was. And it was <laughs> it not as good as I remember. Right actor. <laughs> yeah. I think I watched it in like a hotel room in Norwich. In the mid two thousands, there you go. Ooh, that's, the, a, that's the good life that is. Yeah, partly yeah. with next um, round partridge. So, as you can tell, it's been a very busy one 
on Luke Blywalker's <laughs> side of ses- <laughs> Sessions HQ, decorating and getting uh, films, <laughs> actors and whatnot confused. So nothing out of the norm, really. How are you, mate? You good? My man. You all right? Yeah, the Hobbit from the Transformers films. Um, yes, mate, That's good. It. Yeah, yeah. Busy weekend or busy week uh, working most of it. Still covering Fantasia. I caught uh, the new mm. film from Daisy Ridley, her first film since uh, meeting Star Wars Sessions. Uh, which is obviously cool. a big deal for her. Can't talk about yeah. it, but I saw that. It's called Sometimes I Think About Dying. She's been um, pimping it out on her socials for the last, seems like the last year. Uh, so I managed to catch that and we'll talk about that as and when. But other okay. than that, yeah, just been watching films, mate. I've been take, making the most of having some free time, watching films, chilling out, sleeping funny so I get a funny neck as well. Um, but yeah, I've basically been living in an escapist world for about a Ooh. week. Last week you mentioned um, is the film called A Disturbance in the Force, the, yes, the Star Wars yeah. holiday special documentary, right? Yep. Um, I saw someone ask this. Like, it might have been on Facebook. Like, when does that come out? On I believe what, it was on what our service. I think it was our boy Jamie Garwood next to the aisle lad. Um, mm. He asked it. All I know is the email I got said it's out on August eleventh, but it didn't say where, which oh, is right. of course bit of an issue when you want to be able to tell people where it is but it said it's it's getting some kind of release on august the 11th now that might just be in the states uh, so people may have to find ways to watch it that some may consider to be unnatural um if i can find out any more then i will do i'll send an email later on but um the embargo for that for me anyway is up in another five days so i still can't talk about it but um yeah I mean, if i can find out i'll let people know but yeah it's a holiday special documentary. Who would have thought that 50 years later or whatever it's been? I, I, I can imagine something like that going on like YouTube or like Amazon. There's loads of random stuff on Amazon. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to rent it. And, but yeah, um, listen, listen, Come on, we can talk about the real world all we want, but this week people are here for one thing, one thing only. Before we get into what you're all here for, I can hear the chimes of Big Ben <laughs> Kenobi in my ears, which you know, <laughs> and I know only with one thing, Master Blywalker. Take it away. <laughs> oh, it's Galactic News Round. Ah, <laughs> The new HasLab project has been announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Hasbro is developing a high-quality and extremely large version of The Ghost as part of the Star Wars The Vintage Collection line. New footage and details about Star Wars Outlaws were also released this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con, including information on planets, the story, and working for Jabba the Hutt. The unofficial Galaxies exhibit at Peterborough Cathedral has opened its doors and contains 121 pieces of Star Wars memorabilia, including a full-size landspeeder purchased from Elstree Studios and the desk and chair of Anakin Skywalker from The Phantom Menace. And a highly sought-after Palatoy Jawa figure from 1978 has sold at Excalibur Auctions in Hertfordshire for £26,670, more than 17,000 times than its original price of £1.50.
Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Like Luke Blywalker said up top, you're only here for one thing. Of course, Star Wars Rebels is what you are here for. We want to talk about Star Wars Rebels this week. We want to talk about what's the legacy of it, the importance of Star Wars Rebels since its finale on March the 5th, 2018. Oddly enough, we did a Star Wars Rebels episode. It's called Rebels Revisited here on the sessions. It was episode 24. It mm. published on the 31st of July, 2019. So nearly four years to the day. And here we are talking about just how important Rebels has become to to Star Wars, to the story, to the wider canon, if you will. Uh, yeah, I'm always excited to talk about Rebels, and we've seen online that so many people have been very, very excited to talk to us about Rebels as well. So I guess the question is now, mate, I know we spoke about it four years ago, and it's one of the first things we spoke about when we met in Costa, but, you know, 2023, Rebels, how are you finding it? You're still a fan, mate? I'm still a fan, mate. Big time, big time. I'm um, I'm still going through my my Rebels rewatch ahead of Ahsoka, which is mm-hmm. next month. Wow! Um, and I've been watching it on and off for for a, a little while now. I'd say a few months, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I think I cracked down more. I was more disciplined with myself, knowing that we were going to be doing this episode very soon. And I was like, no, 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 I need, I need to like make time to just watch, even if it's a handful of episodes. Yeah, yeah. And man, have I been enjoying it. Man, have I been enjoying it. And I think if you just like, like with any television or, 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 or film, pretty much, if you just put away your phone, put your phone on do not disturb and just like leave it to the side and, you know, in, enjoy the story for what it is. You can get so much from Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so inherently Star Wars, which is weird because what is Star Wars, Matty Boy? Oh, what, yeah. what, what is it? You know, and it means, and I think with all, all of the new content, it means a lot of things, especially when you think of something like Andor or The Mandalorian and the sequel trilogy, you know, all very different things, very different flavors. And yet, Rebels has a level of sophistication and, and maybe even authenticity that is so so difficult to take away from 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 it as a show. Um, yeah, it, it, it's one of my favourites. Upon upon revisiting it, it is one of my favourite Star Wars series ever. Easily. Well, don't you have a close kind of nostalgic? touch to it as well i remember you telling me that you used to come back from brum i believe to watch new rebels episodes to kind of fill that void somewhat did you did you did you listen to the old episode or did you no, just I didn't. remember i that? actually just re- i actually just remembered it just now so i'm pretty sure because yeah. i know you, you talk about clone wars and like me you were kind of late to the game of clone wars yeah but i remember you because rebels was kind of peak bly star wars time and i seem to remember you saying that it was you used it as kind of like a, a little a little pillow to cuddle into it, uh, on I, a sunday night i absolutely did yes yeah. so i would drive up to the midlands to birmingham to see my missus uh when we, when we were going out when we were courting and courting uh yeah it was always tough on the drive home you know, it was it was like, oh mate, this sucks. You know, and I would listen to Star Wars music, Star Wars podcasts, and then when I got home, I would watch a bit of Star Wars Rebels because yeah. it felt comfortable. It was like a blanket, 
and that's the thing you know like if at the same time something like you know i don't i don't i don't mean to bash it just because but i think it is comparative because it's animation but if if resistance were out at the same time i don't think it would give me the same comfort as something like star wars rebels Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's a testament to star wars rebels it feels so Star Warsy. It, it 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 does have comedy for all the family, for all the kiddies. It has topics that for everyone, but it has that deeper lore in in it very much at its core, at its center, which is again very, very, very Star Warsy. Um, what what was your relationship like with with something like Rebels? Like, were you were you like sold from the first season? It's funny because a lot of people say the first season is a bit ropey and I don't fully subscribe to that. I think the first few episodes could be seen as a bit of a, a bit like Andal. You're kind of thinking, where's this going? You know, what's the direction here? Is it going to be like this throughout? And then it gets, I think it's episode yeah. four of season one or episode four or five when they basically use Luminara and Dooley's um, corpse as a way of calling the Jedi to uh, wherever they're going to. And I was like, okay, that's that's deep. That's dark that's not what i expected mm. let's let's see where this is going and then it becomes what it became and yeah i i very much enjoyed rebels and i really do now it's like it's still it's still comforting now do you know what i mean to be able to sit down mm. and think i really want to watch twin sons or twilight of the apprentice or maybe the finale or those kind of last three or four episodes of the final season there's you know because you know what you're going to get you're going to get quality tv quality voice acting uh great animation the tie-ins are immaculate I think it's stellar, I, and I know it's. Uh, we're probably going to rattle on about that throughout the whole episode, but I do think it's stellar storytelling. Does it have filler? Of course it does. No different than Clone Wars, no different than Rebels and the Bad Batch, but it, when it's at its peak, it is superb. Like my brother would say, it's, it's top tier, and it, and it really, mm-hmm. really is. And why? Because it's got your main characters, including Chopper and the Ghosts, I guess you can call a character, and it focuses on them. Where the Clone Wars is obviously this big, sprawling, epic in scope and uh, characterization. Rebels is just the family. Like you yes. mentioned, a kind of a, a linchpin of Star Wars is family or love and family. And the whole point of Rebels is we're following these guys as they become part of the larger rebellion, but also kind of become closer together to the point that when you get to that final episode, you don't know whether to laugh, cry, or do both when it gets to the end of it. And it's a testament to the storytelling. And uh, Filoni, uh, Simon Kinberg, Carrie Beck, who created this, did a wonderful job in creating Rebels. And it's been one, it's been great to see its evolution or its uh, popularity increase. And it, it got me thinking. And question I wanted to ask you was, when Rebels started and when it ended, mm. overall, do you reckon in Lucasfilm they would have had any idea just how popular the show or and or characters would become? No. No, I don't think so. I don't mm. think so. Well, I remember um, season one, which came out, by the way, on the 3rd of October 2014. <laughs> That's next year. That is 10 years old. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, that is crazy. It really it? is. Um, I remember when, wow. when, the, when the first season came out, You know, the show had its fans, but there are a lot of people just complaining and moaning about (laughs) the cancellation, the cancellation of Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. you know, which I understand Clone Wars was kind of abruptly cut off and 
yeah. and just said, right, we're, we're parking that. And there wasn't really much communication and clarification on that, which I think was a huge mistake. They should yeah, have at least said, look, it's on it's on hiatus, we're, but we're going to come back to it. We're just doing this other thing right now. Yeah. Let us get our cards in order first. Yeah, but we can say that easily with, you know, hindsight. But um, I, I, I think Rebels was and i i I was doing some research for this episode and i saw an interview uh with dave filoni on rebels and he was talking about his kind of like transition from animation to now live action but he was saying rebels really had a big task on its hands try and have a positive impact on the fandom from the get-go from from as soon as disney acquired lucasfilm we wanted this product to be the first disney star wars product which it is and and for it to be successful for it to be loved and yeah there was a lot of people that just weren't happy with it there were people that would moan about the animation style do you remember that people like oh the lightsabers are too thin and blah now (laughs) yeah it still happens now i i prefer the animation style to clone wars the, the way it evolved from season one through four is is a work of art in itself. Like some of the uh, animation in season four specifically is mind-blowingly good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And a lot of people complained, mm-hmm. didn't they? Because it was on Disney XD and it wasn't on Cartoon Network. So you know, maybe they, maybe they couldn't get away of doing as much as they did in the Clone Wars. That is true. That is yeah. true. I, I had to um, get a friend to send me a link to... I think a streaming service that you usually watch a lot of anime on. And oh yeah, but I know that's that's where I watched my Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> I, like, oh, I don't have Disney XD. Like I don't have you know kids this, stuff. This was kind of like past the point of like my family having like Sky or anything like that. So we yeah. didn't have we didn't have any of that. We were moving from basically like the standard Freeview plus streaming services and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Sky was a ripoff anyway, and no, we, none of us were in house enough to justify the crazy prices. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, and again, these are all things that we can now say, uh, kind of with, with a smile on our face. But back then, I get the frustration. I, I, I do get the frustration. But where else were they going to put it? Do you know, like you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you it's can Disney. get Cartoon Network, you can get you can get Disney XD, right? That's as far as I'm aware, in the UK uh, anyway, right? I think so. I can't remember because I, I, I'm, I seem to remember the, the Sky package I had. I think it came with Disney uh, Disney um, XD, but I don't know if it came with it as standard because I remember uh, the, the people wanted the Disney Channel and you, that didn't come with it. You had to pay for that. I think, to be fair, I think Disney XD might have done because it wasn't, you know, full-on Disney Channel. It was like their kind of subsidiary um, That's it. arm. So you might be right there, mate. Yeah, it had more of a focus on animation, I believe. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Disney XD isn't around anymore. No, I'm it's pretty not, sure that's, that doesn't exist. There's, yeah, there's Disney Plus more, is your boy now, yeah. Yeah, more of a focus on Disney Plus. And Rebels suits that. It suits being on Disney Plus. It suits being able to kind of binge the show. It, it lends itself really, really well to that. Really well to that. Yeah. But I, I, again, it's putting yourself in that seat back in, you know, 2014 to 2016, 2017. Um, it, it's weird. It is unusual thinking that, yeah, we waited weekly 
yep. for new Star Wars animation. It was about 22 give or take minutes long, um, which is about the runtime of a Mandalorian episode. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, you know, um, it, it, it is on you. And, and, and the seasons went on for like, I think the, the first season was like 14 or 16 episodes. Mm-hmm, yep. The two middle seasons were 22 episodes long, 22 That's weeks. That's a lot. That's a long time, mate. That That's a, lot, a long mate. time. <laughs> 75 so, episodes in four seasons. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that is that is bizarre. So almost, if, if you're willing to give it a go, and let's say if you're not a fan of animation and, you, and, and, you're, and you're listening to this and you, you, you know, you've not watched Clone Wars, you've not watched Rebels, maybe it's a time issue. You know, again, I get it. But there are lists out there of like, you must watch episodes, especially with the lead up to Ahsoka. Yeah, I think. Um, but no, I, in in short, going back to the original question, mate, because <laughs> we've gone way <laughs> off track. Classic. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think Disney expected it. But also, I think at that time, and again, we can easily say this with with hindsight. And let's see what happens with Ahsoka. But I do think there was a little bit, a, a little bit of underrating Dave Filoni and going, yeah, hmm. like, yeah, well, he's going to be the animation guy because that's what he did with George. Yeah. And, I, you know, there is, there needs to be that time for him to, to make this show and move into live action. But, you know, to just cut off Clone Wars and say, you know, create something else set in between three and four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, and he did and he delivered. I think he over-delivered. When you think about his circumstance, I think he over-delivered anyway. So, yeah, yeah um, I think you're right, mate. Cause, uh, again, especially when you think the first few episodes are a little bit, they are a little bit mm, kind of tedious. He's treading on ice a little bit, mm-hmm. but that's just setting up the characters. By the time it doesn't even take a season to bed into itself, it takes for me four episodes or three episodes, and then the fourth one is kind of a slap in the face. You're like, wow, where did this come mm. from? And then, like, who are these Inquisitor geezers? Who are these guys? Um, how we, how, 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 how does this tie into the rebellion we see in Episode Four? What's going on with the Empire? Uh, it really, really starts to ramp up from there. We start to see exactly who these characters we're following are. You know, Kanan just whips out the fact that he's a Jedi. Such a cool moment in all of Star Wars. I love, love, love that moment. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there was a bit of underrating of the show and Filoni as a whole. I think they would have just liked to see it do good numbers on Disney XD mm. before they move into uh, really pushing this, uh, The Force Awakens and the sequels from there, there on. It turns out that Rebels can stand side by side with the sequels. And I know a lot of people would probably say it, it would overshadow them in terms of its story that's another story of another time um but yeah it, what it's created or what it's led into is is mental and again we, i know we spoke about this four years ago but now we've got all of that time to really see actually how has this impacted the story what is the legacy and it's crazy to see just where you know rebels has, has popped up or where it's mm. influenced the story of course you know we mentioned it uh, last week and we kind of said i think i think i dropped that the rebels thing we're going to talk about um, sooner rather than later. And here it is the fact that the rebels gang are in Ahsoka. Ahsoka wasn't even in rebels that much. And Dave has come out and all but said, yeah, this is kind of a season five of rebels. That in itself is massive to think that uh, in March, 2018, 
five years ago, five and a half years ago, we'd be sitting here now thinking we're going to get live action characters, uh, uh, versions of all these characters, and not just in the background. I know Zeb was obviously a little appearance, but in Mando, but they're going to be big players in a huge series. I mean, that in itself is the first part of the legacy of Rebels is outrageous, but uh, it also begs mm. the question, though, uh, is Ahsoka, the series, the right place to finish or continue their story? I know Dave has probably always wanted to do it, and it comes down to the fact that he probably didn't think he's ever going to get a live-action Ahsoka series. Now he's got it, he can continue his story. But is Ahsoka the right place to continue slash finish the story of Rebels, mate? I I think... Um... I would rather it be finished or, or continued, you know, whatever way you look at it. I'd, I'd rather it be in something like Ahsoka than a comic book or a book. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, Darth Maul in Solo. Anyone? You know, we're still, you know, what what's happening there? What's you all know? that about? Yeah. And that, that was in 2018. <laughs> Same as Rebels, Man. yeah. 2018 it's been over five years since they did that little cameo yeah. and and it's not really been properly followed up yeah really, and, no. and that's not a that's not great that isn't great um i understand there's a time and a place and you know there's external you know issues with 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 that and the solo film yeah blah blah blah, blah. but still for integrity i don't think it's great I think this is almost like the natural the natural line of where this story can go because Rebels could it, it, it could just be right book closed done and right we're cracking on. I think yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting that it is leaning into the whole Rebels thing with the Ahsoka show that we know it's so ingrained in, ingrained into the Mandoverse which Filoni of course has um help develop and create i mean we from our research um last week for the for the ahsoka episode you know we we were reminded that that dave really was looking for any opportunity to bring ahsoka into live action right (laughs) he just he wanted to it's his it's his character and also canonically yeah there is there is probably some question marks on hang on what so where does she go from rebels like what what happened in between yeah. here and here and what happens yeah. from there and um yeah i i i admire it i like it and i love that it's not just like rebel season 5 and here's the live action crew it's it's a yeah. little bit there's a little bit more mystery and intrigue around it you know um but this this bring this brings me back mate to um what we what we talked a little bit about last last week you know we were we we asked each other you know how how feasible is it that people all the people watching ahsoka would have watched all of rebels and yeah. understand all the context all and all the it. characters in star wars rebels you know I, I that is a hard ask isn't it for a lot of people that is a hard ask to go like for, how many episodes did you say 77 75 75 episodes 20 minutes each work out the math for somebody and tell us that yeah how long that is that's 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 a that's a lot that's and and you know ahsoka's coming out in a few weeks mate pretty much like a month right one month away pretty much from today yeah yeah which i can't believe by the way my word i'm so i'm i'm getting ridiculously hyped (laughs) but um yeah so i don't know like with, with, with rebels 
I think it's some of the best Star Wars storytelling out there. And people that have sat down and watched it and given it a chance, they love it. They really enjoy it. Yeah. But will it have the legacy and the longevity compared to other Star Wars projects, compared to live action? What do you think? That's a really good question, mate. Um, and, I mean, they set up at the in the epilogue of Rebels that Ahsoka and Sabine were going to go and look for Ezra. So in terms of setting up the story, I mean, they kind of did it in Rebels, so I guess Ahsoka probably is the right place to do it. But in terms of live action and the legacy, right. I think it's, it's already started, mate. It's already there. Um, it, it obviously, the more they do it, and you know me, mate, canon connectivity, you know, as Ray would say, give it to me. The, the, the only way you're going to give it that legacy is to legitimize it, for want of a better term, in live mm-hmm. action. And mm-hmm. I've got a list of some of the things I can think of. I mentioned the Grand Inquisitor or just the Inquisitors. Began in Rebels. We've seen them in live action in Obi-Wan Kenobi huge flagship series the inquisitors for rebels are bought into that obviously they're in the star wars jedi games as well uh in rogue one we see chopper we see the ghost we hear general sindula called out over the tannoy Um, and also the hammerhead corvettes that they nick in one of the episodes of rebels are the ones that take down the star destroyers that's been confirmed by i think it was feloni um as well because he was that that's the same episode layers in because yeah, yeah, Leia right. brings those hammerheads, uh, right? Yes, that's and right. My, my, man, my man's been watching yeah. Rebels, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. been all over. I know. I couldn't um, believe it. I was like, mate, this is brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, but yeah, got, carry on. But carry no, on. no, mate. Um, the, the Gorman massacre, that Mothma, Mon Mothma, she mentions in Rebels. I know it's in Legends, but don't worry about that. She mentions it in Rebels. It's probably going to be seen in Andor Season 2 and Tony Gilroy famously said he wasn't a star wars fan he's he's mentioned a few times previously he knows rebels he knows the story and he knows how the stories uh, connect so there's a high chance that that gets brought up um then you've got things like the ghost at the battle of exegol i know that the battle of exegol did also kind of have like a copy and paste smattering of ships but again it's been confirmed by lucasfilm that the ghost is uh, there in the Rise of Skywalker. You've got Kanan's voice. You can hear that at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, which is fantastic. Freddie Prince Jr. Um, obviously, Thrawn. Thrawn's returned. Oh. He came in, canonically came in in Rebels. Since then, he's going to become the new protagonist of Ahsoka and the New Republic era. Plus, Timothy Zahn, who created the character, has pumped out six books since. So they're really pushing that, that character. Um, and that's just... That's just live action. That's just the ones I can think of. Then you go into like Star Wars Squadrons, which, you know, Hera is a big part of Star Wars Squadrons, the game. Uh, the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, she's a big part of that. There's there's so many kind of tie-ins that they've brought these characters across into that makes me think, yeah, they're not just going to, like you say, we're not going to get a one and done, which I worry we might get with the Resistance guys, fully aware that Kaz's dad is in Soka. But, you know, you've got mm. the, the whatever they're called, the Fireball Gang in Resistance. You know, I can't see them being brought up and being brought into a new video game just yet or into uh, the new Jedi Order film, something in and around their timeline. Whereas Rebels, Lucasfilm have seen the growth of the characters, the popularity, how people have clung to them. This is someone's Star Wars or many people's Star Wars, and they've embraced that. They've put it in their projects, project, sorry, since way back in 2016. So I think for the legitimization of Rebels, I think it began, well, it began when the show started mm. and 
it's only getting bigger and better now with the fact that we're now seeing those characters in live action. And of course, I know you're going to speak about it on the Guild, but the Haslab ghost we mentioned up top. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. thing is almost a meter. I think it's huge, but that's the next um, Haslab backed project. They're really going all in, aren't they, mate? It's not, I think they're saying it's the Ahsoka version or whatever, but you know, it, it originated in rebels. It's the ghost there, you know, their, their, their legacy has already begun and become widespread. It's touched every, and it, it's been, you know, they guys, some of the guys have been in comics. You might see like Zeb in a rebel meeting or something hearing that mm. they're out there across all of the medium. Lucasfilm, have pretty much put a marker in the sand and said, this squad, they're not going anywhere, which makes me wonder what's their end game. But, you know, that's that's an interesting discussion. But, I mean, the legacy, mm. mate, I mean, I've just blasted through some. That's the, that's the legacy of live action. That's not even what the show gave us in terms of ma- magical moments. But um, to your question, what do you think about the legacy? Are they Are they, you know, really trying to make this feel at home now in the wider picture? Uh, well, I think the legacy speaks for itself, and what you've just said is is the speaking. You know, um, I think if you look, and you know, we'll be visiting it shortly in the Bantina, but uh-huh. like I mean, Rebels has a pretty positive reception on every platform, um, pretty much, and and, and, it, and it transcends age groups. You know, there would have been kids that grew up with. Um, rebels, right? Yep. Like the kids that grew up with Clone Wars, they grew up with Rebels, and they're a little bit younger. They're probably all like out, out and about, and having drinks and like partying or studying at the moment. But you know, they're <laughs> out there, and they will make themselves, I think, even more known in the in, in the coming years Ooh, as they yeah. return home, return to the fandom. You know, and I, um, I don't know. I, I do, do you ever remember? Because I remember this vividly. I remember this vividly. I remember like seeing um, like the Vanity Fair photos of characters like DJ in The Last Jedi. And, you know, people were like, oh, that's Ezra. That's Ezra Bridger. And yeah, so like, the, the theories, the theories of how they yeah. would connect up <laughs> Rebels to the sequels, you know, was 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 off the chart. And I remember. I, th- I, I, I remember back then thinking, now, come on, lads. Yeah, there's a difference between, and I know it's all canon, but there's a difference between live action and animation. And, of course, the irony is uh, five, six, seven years later, I'm happily wrong because – it's it's inevitable that it was leading to live action one oh. day and that we're getting that. But do you remember that? Do you recall like the theories of like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's Ezra. And- Ezra is Snoke. Because I know he's not because that's Snoke's why. like seven feet tall and looks like Ross Sandbridge apparently. And, uh, but it doesn't look <laughs> anything like Taylor Grace. He ain't. Um, <laughs> I do remember like DJ. I mean, also remember anytime Annie Leibovitz dropped a Vanity Fair shoot, you mm. knew it was real. You knew the hype can begin. Um, I, I do that. remember the. I see the same. I hope they. I hope they continue that trend. But I do remember um, seeing Benicio del Toro and saying, "All oh, people saying that must be Ezra." And you know, are we going to get uh, Sabine in there somehow, or whomever else is going to be there? And it, it's wild. Which again, the legacy is there. People wanted to see these characters back again, and I'm so glad Lucasfilm. I don't even want to say have got the courage because. You know, judging by what they said in 2012, you know, it all counts, and we know we know since mm. then that it does. Until they want to say, well, actually, let's not, not don't worry about that bit. We're going to change that. But 
And in recent years, they have been getting better. They're like bringing the games into live action with like Nur and alongside Rebels in Obi Wan Kenobi and stuff like that. Um, and people want characters from the games into live action, and they've done it with Rebels. Why won't they do it? anywhere else uh so mm. yeah i do remember that speculation and i'm glad that they well first i'm glad that jj didn't give a damn about rebels because i know I, I, now we're getting them in a probably a much better story um i didn't need dj to be ezra just as much as i don't need like the inquisitor in ahsoka to be ezra the question obviously is though, like where is ezra if thrawn's in the trailer and thrawn's about where is Ezra? Which is the hashtag. Where is it? Now, what's he doing? We've I know, I know we've seen him in the hologram, but what's his game? Is he going to be in the series? Are we going? Is he going to be in the last episode? Is that going to be the final shot where they find him? Um, it's Ooh. that's what, it, and that is also kind of the plays into the legacy because ever since you know farewell and finale finished way back in 2018, people have asked, "Where's Ezra? Are that, how are they going to tie up this?" Um, this this story and i know there are rumors of an ahsoka and sabine show which by all accounts this star wars ahsoka may be that where they go and look for ezra bridger but that's been on a, a question on a lot of fans mind is you know where's ezra especially when it's such a big character in a what was a flagship animated show for you are they ever going to tie that up it looks like mm. they're going to do that i can't wait to see how they do it i just didn't think it'd be in live action like you said I mean, I think I'm a bit more forgiving on the whole connectivity, obviously, of different stories, but there has always seemingly been that divide where, yes, this is animation and it's very important, but this is live action and the two don't cross. Now that we're seeing that, man, I can't think of a better place to to, to finish this story or continue the story. But it's, um, it's, a, it's one I didn't think we'd see in live action. I've got to be brutally honest i didn't if you'd asked me will we find out where is ezra in live action i would have said no you're crazy you're crazy mm-hmm. where where you know where where have they been all this time but that we'd have to find thrawn and he'd have to be on screen of blue skin and red eyes and somehow it won't look silly and t- it turns out it doesn't look silly it actually looks quite good uh from the trailer shot mate um but yeah the, yeah, the legacy is it's there for all to see I mean and within the series itself mate you know just think about twin sons the end of Maul, not Darth, the end of Maul and the return of Old Ben. I mean, that's huge. Old Ben, Stephen Stanton doing the Alec Guinness voice exceptionally well. You know, the first time we're seeing Old Ben since, pretty much since A New Hope, the end of Maul's story, the the, the climactic meeting between Ahsoka and Vader slash Anakin, and the first time we see his helmet get smashed up. The world between worlds, you know, the, the what, what that opened up or closed in its portals there's there are so many major moments of just within the story that yeah they they, they include characters from the wider canon but they happen in rebels you know, people yeah. want people are saying oh i hope we see obi-wan v maul in in kenobi and that well no 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 it's in rebels it's there and mm. that's where it's going to belong and that the, what, what the so show gave us they, is so i'm good. so I'm, I'm so happy they didn't just like recreate that yeah that would have been Obi-Wan Cap, Kenobi. wasn't it well, yeah. between worlds, though, mate, is one. It's probably like the most, I would say, controversial, but it's one of the most more talked about aspects of the show. Yeah. We know yeah. Filoni got a little bit weird with the wolves, but it kind of worked. Um, well, between worlds, there's, a, there's been a call for it to happen in Ahsoka, or for them to bring it back. When you first saw the episode, do you remember what you thought? And if, if it was going to be used in Ahsoka, you know, now what would you think? 
it it's a funny one, isn't it? The world between worlds. I don't think even. I think the the person that can probably explain it the best is Dave Filoni, right? Let me give him a call. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as time travelly as people think. Okay. I don't. I okay. don't think it is. That. I know that is kind of what happens, but mm-hmm. in in With Ahsoka, yeah. In Rebels with Ahsoka, you know, in season four. But but I don't, is it season four or is it season three that that happens? I, I forget. Three, we, we, all know. we all know. We all know. Like you know, if you've if you've season watched two. Rebels, we all know what we're talking about. Um, I think it's almost like, and I think we hinted at this last week. I think it's almost like a pathway. It's almost like hyperspace, but for something else, for spirituality. You know, and I don't want to just like coin the phrase spirituality and go, oh, well, that's roughly what it is, because it seems to be only people who are really in touch with the force. You know, you think of someone like Ahsoka, you know, who can tame animals. Like, she, you yeah. know, there's I've got that black T-shirt of her as a little baby God. from Tales of the Jedi, taming that 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 like yeah. tiger creature thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And you've got Reb um, Ezra, who 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 can do a very similar thing. He has a natural connection with nature. Yeah, yeah. I th- I I think it's something to do with that, and I think it's it's this ability to to just tap into certain moments in time, which doesn't equal necessarily time travel and i think it's a it's a way of getting from a to b and i think maybe it gets utilized uh, wrongly by someone like thrawn to get to exegol to get to the unknown regions to get from maybe his home planet to to the core systems you know who who knows um, and that's something I'm really looking forward to to seeing explored more because Ooh. honestly, I, I would say as as interesting as it is, I would say that's one of the most frustrating parts of Rebels is this introduction yeah. of something that isn't necessarily d- defined. You know, Star Wars with the Force. Oh, sorry, Star Wars with the Force is is is. I just knocked my stool there. My bad. Um, <laughs> Star Wars with the Force is 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 it is mystical, right? But it's simple. It's very simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, you, what Yoda describes in Empire Strikes Back, very oh. simple. Yeah, the Force does not have a side, but the Force can be used and manipulated uh, to an extent that it is out of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Force can will certain things, and, and, and I think it clicks with some people more than it does others. And I, I, I always find that with you know when we go to Comic Con. As an example, when you're talking about the Force, and even people who are big Star Wars fans, the way they're talking about the Force, I'm like, no, I, yeah, in the back of my head, if I'm being very honest, I'm like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> you know, the Force. <laughs> There's a bit of fewer there, isn't there? <laughs> the Force isn't superheroes, mate. Yeah, the Force isn't <sighs> isn't that. It's 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 a little bit more abstract than that, and yet it is streamlined. It's simple. And I think something like the World Between Worlds is is it, 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 it isn't that. You know, it is a little bit complex. It's visual. You can you can physically and literally see it in in the show. And I think, oh, that's that's dangerous, right? That is dangerous, unless of course it is an interpretation of what happens. And but again, let's see what what Ahsoka brings in. But but you know, like um, Rebels really did get weird, like what you said. It did. <laughs> Rebels- I didn't expect that. By the way, I, th- I thought you were going to say World Between Worlds. Bin it. I honestly thought you were going to say that. I'm very surprised. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. What, I don't what? know what it was. I don't know why. Because really? I agree with you. It's not time travel more than it's time manipulation, I guess, because like we see when Ezra pulls Ahsoka out, and I still think that is lame. I love Rebels. I love Dave. It's lame. Uh, and fight me, whoever wants to. P- pulling somebody out of like the space-time continuum and then just like sticking him in purgatory is very lazy storytelling. But mm-hmm. then we get a great moment in that episode where Ezra is given the opportunity to save Kanan and Ahsoka saying, look, you got to let go. And the emotion in that is absolutely swelling. It's fantastically done. So yeah, I think I agree with you. That isn't time travel as such, you know, you can manipulate time and or control it. I think, which is what, um, Palps wants to use it for. And remember, not even Palps can access this. He's become aware of it, but he can't Mm. access it because I think maybe like you said, it's about being one, like spiritual nature. Not yet. Well, not yet. And maybe that's how he survived. He threw himself through the world between worlds. But what it did give us, though, it gave us that really crazy, crazy moment where you've got Ezra in there and you can hear, you know, Ray and Finn. You can hear people from the OT, from the prequels and that, all coming together probably for the first time. It is for the first time in any kind of canon uh, live action or anything where you can hear different eras coming together and kind of gives you an understanding of what it is. It's, mm. it's it's destiny it's a timeline it's how things are going to play out um yeah i i i love the concept of the world between worlds and i love how it's been used apart from the ahsoka thing i I honestly do think that's that ain't good but yeah i love the fact that they kind of at the end of it it's gone even even palps is like ah you you beat me you you got away from me that they he can't now access it it's gone if that's all it's ever going to be used for i'm happy with that because it provided ezra with a lesson that Hey, look, you pulled me out, mate. Canaan's time is now. He sacrifices. If you do change time, it ain't going to be what you think it's going to be, blah, 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 blah. And it taught Ezra a valuable lesson. That, to me, is all it needs to ever be. But who knows? Like you said, who knows with Filoni? He got weird. We we know Ahsoka's probably going to get a little bit weird, the show itself. You know, who's to say we're not going to see the world between worlds or something to. I would I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind a little bit more definition because that's the issue of something when you're showing us physically um things in motion, things happening, you know, Ahsoka being pulled out of the timeline. You're like, "Hang on, what? Does that mean?" And, and it gets it gets a little bit modern day post endgame MCU, doesn't yes, it? Yes. I think that's what I'm and worried about. And that's not what we need. That is not what we need at the moment in in Star Wars, and, and like you said, ultimately it's not about even what we need or don't need. It's uh, it's not very interesting storytelling. I yeah. don't think. Yeah. I think it's boring. I think multiverse it's, it's, is lazy storytelling to me. The films can be yeah. good, or the stories can be good, but it, it's a, it's lazy and it's it's a cheap way of manipulating your audience. Yes. Yeah, and it it it, it feels it it feels like that, you know, when you subscribe to, you know, the MCU and you know things that a lot a lot of people do enjoy, and I enjoy it at times. But yeah, yeah, and, and I don't. I, let's not go down that route. Let's let's almost like fill in that that blank page of like this is what it can do. This is what it can't do. That's why canon um, works so well because. That's your yeah. story. Do with it what you will, but it's got, you know, this is it. This is the parameters you're working in. We don't have offshoots of timelines. Yes, precisely. Precisely. Um, what are some of your favorite, like, episodes or even, it doesn't even have to be episodes, but like moments from <laughs> Rebels? You know, I don't want, I don't want to labor it too much because I know we've done, we've, we've effectively done this, but 
Yeah, what was that? What was our last Rebel centric episode? Episode twenty six, twenty four, like, something like that. Twenty four. Yeah. So we've nearly had nearly two hundred episodes in between then. So let's refresh people's memories, and also things have probably changed, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. That is a loaded question, my man. Um, like the best Taco Bell out there. This is loaded. Um, mm. I I really do enjoy the finale. I don't think it's the best episode of the series but what it packs emotionally is an absolute gut punch and also in hindsight now that we know it's going to get built upon in ahsoka it makes it feel even more um even more special uh i love uh, a lot of mine are kind of your 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 greatest hits i love twilight of the apprentice Mm -hmm. ezra on malachor meets old man maul calls himself jabba the hutt ahsoka vader coming down like an absolute mac daddy on that top of that tie fighter in a cape blowing i remember the first time i saw that i just come back from wales uh with my daughter and the fam and i remember thinking like like you and berman i I just want to go home and watch the season finale i need to see it and i remember yeah get get, 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 i watch this i watch this cartoon uh i remember seeing that moment and just (laughs) almost freaking out like how cool is Darth Vader. How much of a daddy is this guy? And then you get the meeting. You get to hear um, Atlanta as Anakin uh, mixed in with uh, kind of James Earl Jonesiness. Loved that. Um, and obviously the idea that Ezra may turn to the dark side here. Uh, I love the siege of Lothal. I love the Battle mm. of Atalon where Thrawn just absolutely batters the rebels pretty much into submission, and the Bendu has to save them. To be honest, the last three or four episodes of season four are so ethereal, so cathartic, and the S word, they are quite spiritual in that they absolutely nail this tone, like with Jedi Knight and Doom and Farewell. Yeah, you, you go into those episodes knowing something ain't right because there is just an atmosphere and a tone that something's going to happen and it may not sinister. be sinister. Yeah, sinister, sinister. yeah. Because Thrawn's a good Knight. villain. Because He's Thrawn great. is a good villain, and he doesn't get um, he doesn't get outsmarted or goofed on by the rebels. It's more his own incompetent men who or, or soldiers mm-hmm. whatever uh general sorry who lose the battles for him which i like they didn't make thrawn out to be a complete goon but i think the season finales were all very good the majority of the season premieres were very good as well and there were episodes in between there was a, there were the one with he- uh, zeb and callus i think is sensationally good um where they get stranded and kind of have to put their differences aside there's a yeah. great episode where with Hera and Sabine I think it's in season one where we just focus on those two going on a mission uh the ones with Leia the ones with Lando mm-hmm. honestly there's so many I, I know I'm forgetting some here mate I know I am uh so I'm going to throw it over to you but there really is there's filler but you know a lot of it is killer as well um what about you mate what are some of yours see if I've forgotten any well, it, like like yourself, it, it you know I do like the greatest hits. It's yep. like your favorite Beatles songs. Do you know what I mean? It, for the, for the for generally, it's going to be one of their greatest hits, right? Yep. And yeah, yeah. I, th- I I I feel like that with with Rebels, you know, Twin Sons, Twin Sons, Twilight of the the Apprentice. But I, I wanted to to really like pencil in this episode that I really really enjoyed um, from season two in my rewatch and it's episode 11 it's called legacy and it's mm. it's effectively you know ezra gets a vision from the force about his parents and and oh. uh, more or less the episode ends with confirmation that 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 ezra's parents have passed away yeah but there's a simple line you know from from canaan um you know his master 
It says what well, like your parents live on inside you, Ezra. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it's, you know, that's not, that's not, you know, earth shattering writing. In fact, I'm sure you, everyone hears that. It is maybe even a cliche, but let's not forget that Star Wars Rebels is for kids. It's yeah. for the family. It's yeah. for everyone. It's right? for children, yeah. And I think it works very, very, very well. Very well. Mm-hmm. And then when that Good episode kind of coincides with us and, and you really it really starts to like ramp up in, in in season two, is the theme of again a core theme of Star Wars family, but also found family. Yeah, yeah. You know, found family. You know, Ezra is is this kid, he, you know, he's got this kind of sister-like character in Sabine Wren and you know, you've got the mum and dad, Kanan and <laughs> um, and Hera. You know, you've got like the the uncle, right? <laughs> you know, you've got Weird Chopper, uncle like Zip. the little ne- the little nephew, maybe, or the little <laughs> little sibling, the annoying sibling. And I think that's annoying. why it works well. Ultimately, ultimately, I think that's why Star Wars Rebels feels like it's going to to have that longevity, mm-hmm. and it, and it's going to have that legacy, as you know, you've you've been saying, um, yeah, yeah, man. Because the themes like that do not get old; they don't get mm-hmm. old. And for me personally, and I, you know, I know this isn't about comparing, but for me, that's why someone who didn't grow up with 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 clone wars mm-hmm. i think f- for me subjectively for me rebels is a much stronger show because it's not only you know ignoring stuff like it's linear you can follow start to finish there's the arc thing with clone wars and listen i get the advent the kind of adventure appeal and there is a lot of deep mm-hmm. themes in 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 clone wars too very, oh, it's very star warsy arguably some of the best star wars mm-hmm. but rebels is just that little bit more consistent it's a little yeah. bit more consistent not only with its storytelling but with its themes thematically it is more consistent and it's it's constantly reminding you of what Star Wars is about. It's about love. It's about redemption. It's about forgiveness. It's about family. It's about good versus bad. It's about doing and following up with what you believe in and that you're going to make mistakes sometimes and that you need guidance. You're going to get things wrong. Sometimes you need to listen, listen, you know, and not just talk and do which ezra does do you know but yeah he's a kid oh he does he's a kid yeah. he's a young lad do you know yeah. what i mean and so Without yeah mate, I, I i i really feel like ultimately this is some of dave filoni's best work but when i when i sit back and look at dave filoni's work and the more i think about it yeah okay he you know he's still got some learning to do and like who am i to say that me and my you know chair mm. In, in my spare, in, in, in my bedroom, doing a podcast, yeah. you know, how, you He'd know, say it's, it as well, mate. It's stu- it's 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 stupid, but like, I do think his work is very impressive, and at its core, he understands Star Wars, and I think the truth is, I think people love his take on Star Wars. Yeah, they do. They love it. People want him to lead the ship, my friend, and whether he will do or not, who knows? But. He's yeah, leading Ahsoka coming up. My man, Star Wars Rebels. We saw the mural at Star Wars Celebration, how popular that was. We've seen cosplayers galore. I've got two questions for you, mate. I'll answer one of them with mine, and the other one is for you as well. Firstly, what's your favourite? What's that one moment of Rebels, which is your favourite? For me, 
I'm going to have to say it's when Ezra says goodbye, Kanan, and the music hits. That is absolutely incredible um, storytelling. Uh, also, Trials of the Dark Saber, great episode. But the question is, though, yeah, so what's your one moment of Rebels, which is no, not two, one, which is the, the bomb? And also, are we going to see Rebels continue that popularity now that Ahsoka's coming out? Are we going to see an upswing in people digging Rebels, cosplaying Rebels, talking about it? Uh, num- I'll, I'll answer number two first. Yes. <laughs> uh, Disney Disney will be looking at Disney Plus and going, wow, there's been like, there's been an uptick of people watching <laughs> Star Wars Rebels <laughs> lately. You know, that's what's going to mm-hmm. happen before Ahsoka, during Ahsoka, and after Ahsoka. Because yeah. it's not just going to be like the first few episodes that ties into Rebels. I, I think it's going to be a lot of things. Hopefully it's written in a way. And I think it will be, but hopefully it's written in a way that, you know, everyone can enjoy and everyone can kind of understand the context. Just you can understand the found family. You can understand if someone's coming up to you and you've never met them before and they say, oh, this is my kid. You know, I've lost my kid. Can you help me? You you feel for them. You don't have to know the kid to feel sorry for them, do you? And that's maybe, you know, let's tap into that sort of emotion for Ahsoka. Uh, but yes, I think Rebels is only going to continue to have mm. its success and popularity yeah, in pop same. culture. Um, and I'm seeing it a lot more in like comic cons and, uh, and let alone Star Wars Celebration, but you know, like at, at MCM, LFCC and yeah, yeah. You know, San Diego abroad. And yeah, Rebels seems to have like a, a real loyal following and, and just appreciation yeah. from the it's Star great. Wars fandom yeah, uh and great. your first que- your first question you know if one I had to moment. choose one moment this is a little bit contrary maybe to what i was just saying because you know i love the i love the family stuff i love the core characters of star wars rebels the, the, the family i love the family stuff however this moment for me it, it just stands out right and as i rewatch it i might change my mind i might change my mind tomorrow or next week <laughs> but as of right now as of right now this is my favorite it is just that embrace that obi-wan gives maul as he's he's killed maul but it's not like he's it's not like he's killed him out of hate he hasn't it's out of defense anyway but yeah. he's he's liberated him you know, yeah. finally, someone like Darth Maul, who's who's almost like, a, you know, the name escapes me, but he's like that Greek god who who is always pushing the boulder like up the hill, and oh, yet it wow. never, and it keeps yeah, yeah. falling down, and it never, he never quite does it. That's kind of Maul, right? He's always, he's always trying. He never yeah. kind of wins at the end of the day. He's never satisfied. He never, it never works out for him, right? And yet, in that moment, there's that. To such like humanity, there's that relief, and considering this is, and I don't mean to, I don't, I don't mean to put it down, but considering this is an animated show for the whole family, yep. it's a very powerful moment between Obi Wan, this guy who's defending his life. You know, is is he the chosen one? Yeah, he is, and cool. and you know, he's giving his his enemy, you know, this dignity Enclosure. and respect, and and. That's something that I think um, is lacking in the world in 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 general. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's very very powerful. I think isn't it yeah. funny how your favourite and mine are two characters essentially bidding farewell to one another rather than one mm. of the big bombastic moments, and that speaks to rebels, mate. Like you mentioned just then, it's, it's hope, love, family, 
There's good messages throughout. And at its heart, it's core Star Wars and it's some of the best Star Wars. That's ever Star Wars for me. The Force is the core of Star Wars. And you have to be careful when you answer too many questions about it. Belief in the Force itself is part of what drives it. Not everybody in the Star Wars universe believes in it, which is interesting because its actions and abilities are on display quite often. So you think, well, why doesn't everybody believe in it? What's so hard about Han Solo that he doesn't believe in the Force when the Jedi Knights weren't so long ago as we find out in the prequels? Because it takes discipline and training and practice and commitment and faith to believe in this thing that it gives you power, that it flows through you. It's in all of you. You all have it. Just some people like Anakin are more gifted. And that's great and it's also dangerous. And if you take nothing else away from Star Wars, you should make no decision out of fear. And when the Emperor stands before you and has destroyed your father and ruined your life and you're powerless and he's made you hate your father almost and you throw him down, you must remember at that critical point to say, I'm going to throw my weapon away because I love the person next to me, I love my father, I love my mother, and nothing you do can destroy that. Nothing. And, and you stand on your commitment, and then that inspires in Anakin the hope. That inspires the love, which is something evil does not understand. That's the core of Star Wars, and that is the power that you can't possibly imagine when you're evil that Obi-Wan speaks of. So maybe we'll get into that, I don't know. Hi, this is Daniel Roebuck. Yeah, and uh, hey, hold on. Get out of the microphone. This is Green Stridus. Yeah, you know me from Jedi Fallen Order. You know what you're listening to? Do you? You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Hey, uh, Grease, would you just wait a second? Can I? I'm talking. Just, uh, no, I'm talking. Okay, Grease, c- calm down a second. <laughs> listen, everybody. Uh, uh, yeah, Star Wars podcast. It's called Star Wars Sessions. Uh, listen to it whenever you can. Grease, anything? Yeah, he's now he's silence. Ridiculous. Uh, mate, time to get some Milo Run shots. Gin, Milo Run gin, Milo Run whiskey, Joganberry yeah. gin. I'll take that because we have pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, which you and I meet. No, only means one thing, my friend. The only question is, shall we? Let's do it. Ah, To celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Parkell and Sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Mm, yes, here we are in the Bantina. Each week, Luke and myself. We get together with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, and we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So this week, you told us your thoughts on Star Wars Rebels, and you came in in your droves, didn't they, mate? 
Yes, they did, mate. They really, really did. Um, lots of opinions, lots of thoughts, but mostly a lot of love. Matt Dina says the best Star Wars content of the Disney era, in my opinion. Mm. It really is an achievement in storytelling for an ensemble cast. That's a great point. That you know, I, 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 I forget that that it's it's almost more difficult to do stuff and write stuff for pe- for multiple you know lead characters right yep. so yeah that's a great point there matt he continues saying the character development is about as perfect as it gets the storytelling is classic star wars this is what really cemented feloni as the guy i love 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 that comment uh danny nelly cosplay says the best kind of star wars in my opinion i love it so much it's what got me into star wars in the first place I can't wait for everyone to love the Ghost Crew as much as I do. And the one, the only, the beautiful Dave Dunn says, unarguably, unarguably, the best storytelling we have seen in Star Wars, leaving us open to endless opportunities with Ahsoka. Bring it on. Hashtag, where is Ezra Bridger? Absolutely absolutely love it there um oh. I, I, just one more as well marcus and yeah, he man. says i'm i'm gonna be con- controversial here it took me a while to get into started off hating the visuals i'm finding ezra really annoying but the show grew and it improved a lot ended up loving it um and it still doesn't knock clone wars off my personal top spot but still loves it so i wanted to just chuck that in there yeah, as man. Well, because that's that's about the only like neutral to negative comment that we had on instagram yeah. um i think anyway um what else are people saying on the interwebs, mate, boy? In the social sphere, mate, to, to basically piggyback off what you said there, over on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, we got so many comments and I um, and I whittled through them. I really couldn't find uh, a proper negative one. I always try to find mm. one. Honestly, yeah. couldn't find any. So uh, what have we got from uh, that neck of the woods? Uh, the Culture Shed said it's the best Star Wars show the animation style, character, story, found family, thrown, all perfect. Uh, the wonderfully named Mr. E says, it's an elite story about family and loss, underrated because of the animation. This and Clone Wars are peak Star Wars. I grew up on the OT. Anything that came after that, after I turned my nose up at. But having kids mm. and sharing this with them was amazing. It opened my eyes. Um, and the last one on the Bird app, uh, Ali slash Nintendali said, love it. Such a fun cast of interesting, captivating stories. Uh, and over on Facebook, Danny Cramphorn, our buddy, said, very happy memories. Thoroughly enjoyed that show and Kanan's. I'm letting everyone in on the secret moment in the pilot. Still gives me goosebumps. Clint Buckles, great series, but ended too abruptly. And mm. the mouth from the south end nearby adjacent. Jamie Richard said, wrist-mounted laser catapult ridiculous so uh, thanks for your uh, help there mate <laughs> comment i did go back to him and call him a miserable so-and-so but um yeah great comments there guys and the one about the voice acting i always find myself never praising the voice cast enough and we, uh the voice cast mm. here are great obviously taylor freddie uh tyus O'Curve, vanessa marshall and steve mm. blum uh the badly breaker the bradley bacon all fantastic 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 obviously they didn't make that transition to live action i get it but they are the characters and they'll always be their origin uh, but some fantastic comments there as usual on rebels and it seems like the love is real so thank you to everyone who sent in 
your comments this week. If you didn't hear your comment featured, please do continue to continue to send in your thoughts, and maybe you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. It is the spiciest part of the Bantina. It's Patreon question section. Uh, to kick us off this week is Ryan. Just. Lad. Ryan. He says, hey, lads, let's imagine that we are Cal Kestis in either Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor. Which creature would you be most likely immediately turn tails and run from were you to come across it? <laughs> Personally, if I come face to face with that scorpion thing, Scriton, I think, Scriton, I think, from Survivor, then I'm out of here faster than grievous in his metal donut from revenge of the sith <laughs> have a good one ryan i love that the metal donut i love the metal donut and, and the sound effect is like mental on that like <laughs> yeah well, uh, yeah there you go do you like that that was all right wasn't it Did I, um i enjoyed it well, yeah cheers mate what are you saying what are you saying um, mate? well i went to a pub in portsmouth and i was sat with fallen order and survivor cow luke and Eamon jacobs it was fantastic um <laughs> the uh <laughs> i'm continuing that line of thought uh, uh if yeah. i were cow kestis who would i want i run obviously ogdo bogdo of course that uh, absolute <laughs> of a lizard monster the one that's like really cruelly placed to offer nothing but pain and death uh re- that that thing ogdo stupid name ogdo bogdo but i love mm. it because it is the most awful boss in the game it's, it's harder to beat than most of the actual bosses um especially in fallen order because you fall into its pit when you are you don't really have any force powers and this thing just chews you up every time and then in survivor they amp up its power with, with the spawn of ogdo and they make this thing even more powerful and it's it ain't happy and then when you beat that you get a a reward one of those kind of fishes in time where you have to go and um let's just say meet a couple more but um other than that uh the the goats in fallen order are proper deadly i think they were called the phylax they used to absolutely yeet me off the mountain on zephyr or whatever it was uh the scryton in survivor yes that massive scorpion i hated that thing uh, mm. uh but of course for, for me uh, i hate spiders keep me away from all of those spiders in jedi fallen order if i saw one of those I would hightail it. Do you know what? The Rebellion, the Jedi rebuilding that. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that can be chucked in the skip because I am not getting past spiders in order to do that. So quite a few of the uh, creepy crawlies or animals in those games would I run from. But Lukey Boy, from playing both games, you know, any of those n- uh, nasties, which do you think? Don't fancy that. Well, I, if I'm being honest, the, the Scorpion, the, um, the Scriton, you know that is that is probably the most nasty you know to look at that would frighten me actually all of them would frighten me but you know it's not me it's cow <laughs> it's underground Kestis, isn't it right? i'd kill it and mate i'd be like right i'm the scorpion king <laughs> uh, with you, a bad early naughty cti you never thought that the rock would be in star wars think again think again and he looks like luke bly he looks mm. like Cal Kestis. No, no, no. No, The Rock, Dwayne, oh, The Rock, Johnson. The Scorpion King, Dwayne. 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Fast and Furious crossover. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's all about family at the end of the day. Family. It's all about family and love, isn't it? And Corona and barbecue. It's all about family. family. Yeah, and having oh. a cheeky, cheeky <laughs> lager around the barbie. Oh. Um, other than that, I would say, now I know you've corrected me on this multiple times, but I keep forgetting that basically there is a Wampa um, <laughs> in Jedi Survivor, which I found ridiculously difficult to kill. Yep. I don't know about you guys, especially because you had to like respawn and you had to like jump through a load of stuff just to battle just to it again. again. So annoying. It's called um, a Mogu, they called it, I think. Mogu. Just call it Wampa. What a geek knowing that as well. Who knows that? Just call it just call it Wampa. Dirty so I'm gonna Wampa. go with the I'm gonna go with the Wampa just because it looks really mean. Yeah, yeah. It would look like it wouldn't it would give you a tough cuddle. Uh so yeah. Wampa and for me, pretty much all of them to be honest. I don't care yeah. if I'm a Jedi. I ain't facing any of those, so I'm getting my robes dirty. Um just right, mate, uh let us know. So you've mentioned Scorpion, the Scryton, good lad. Everybody else out there, the 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 nasties in the two Jedi games, what one really gives you the heebie jeebies? Uh let us know, just Ryan, thank you, mate. Our next question is from uh North of the Border, Alex Fletcher. She says, Hey, Post LFCC Blues have me wondering, what are your favourite slash funniest Comic Con memories? Keep it spicy. Mm. Uh, over to you, Lucky Boy, for this one. Well, um, at London Film and Comic Con, if you've not listened to the episode, uh, this year we were meant to do a panel. Ooh. Um, Ooh. It was an Andor themed panel, and, and uh, basically for multiple reasons. Um, but not ours, not, not, none of it our us. fault. <laughs> um, we, we were kind of told a few minutes before our panel that our guests weren't going to be turning up. And we were like, right, okay. And what, what actually happened was hilarious. It was very, very funny. It was a very fun panel. <laughs> um, but yeah, go listen to that if you, oh, if you wow. haven't. Or listen to it after this episode, you know. Um, what I will say as well, is this is back? I think we always have lots of fun, and we usually have a lot of fun at the Fox Pub after MCM yeah, Comic Con in October's. Like we always go to the October MCM for some reason, and um, yeah. So there was a. I think this was MCM 2019, which I have very fond memories of as well, because for me that was that was the last comic-con before you know lockdown yes. and stuff right so there was a lot of memories of that and i remember going back and listening to that just for fun in lockdown just to get some interaction and have that feeling of being back at a convention center and that but there is a moment in that and there's lots of funny moments in it but there's a moment in that where i interview a guy who oh. is dressed like the like the guy from van helsing yeah <laughs> i know it's coming and I go up to him, I'm like, oh, like, so you're cosplaying as Dave Filoni. He's like, no. <laughs> Who? <laughs> and I'm like, so, like, and I ask him lots of, like, in-universe questions. I'm like, so, like, what inspired you to make the Clone Wars and stuff like that? And, and the guy was very, he, he, you know, he was a bit awkward and maybe a little bit salty, which I 100% get. I was, I always found that really funny and retro. Whenever I go back and listen to that, I'm always like, oh, mate, that is pretty funny. Uh, but there's lots. <laughs> there is lots and lots and lots of memories, Alex. Uh, Matty Boy, any of your five memories from Comic-Con? That one's hilarious because I remember the different days of the sessions that was where we just go and accost people and ask them stupid questions. Yeah, uh, I, just, I remember me, you and Isaac at that same Comic-Con were 
bell just bellowing out prequel lines at two people yeah. playing FIFA for no reason. <laughs> yes. um, it, it just made oh, yeah. no sense, and and I don't think anyone else quite got it. But we were having fun. Uh, why on earth would you shout, uh, "My goodness, you've grown!" during a game of FIFA when someone scores? But we did it, <laughs> mate. There, there, there's so many. Um, what uh, watching the Lucasfilm Studio panel with yourself uh, celebration was fantastic, and hearing everyone's going mental, then seeing. Oh, I didn't think I didn't think celebration was included. It says Comic Con memory, so I'm I'm just including like convention in general because, uh, right. because I can, um, <laughs> mate. When when I was looking for the picture of the Rebels mural, um, I've just sent it to you. I found this picture of you and I absolutely laminated with OT Nicks at the Cantina too. Which is hilarious. You just look at the what? eyes. There's two guys who have spent the whole night drinking, shouting one way out. It oh, is just great. an absolute brilliant uh, memory of that evening. It's the only memory I have. Um, I like getting the guests on the mic at the conventions. We hear some cool stories and get some good laughs. Uh, our panel at Celebration, Bibs Bash. Um, I remember but one of my favourite ones was Luke blinding members of the audience during Ash at Cantina 2 by lobbying these sessions podcast podcasts into the audience from a great height and i think they were the, the stickers they were the stomach, stickers. security guard was eyeing him up as all these people had allowed to leave of lacerations across their body um and then we went straight into the dance floor started the dance floor and started shouting one way out what a night that was mate um there's too many meet meeting sickheads and old and new i mean that, yeah. all that all that kind of good stuff not paying the convention prices for a sandwich however is one of my biggest uh biggest things but you know sometimes it's the spontaneity of it like you go into lfcc or comic-con you don't know what's going to happen lfcc for the most part came out with some really cool cool stuff cool interviews cool memories so spontaneity of it all mate honestly though loads if i went back and looked at all the photos or listened to the episodes i could probably pinpoint so many great uh, fun memories but most of them probably involve booze the fox or a after event gig right because it, it's yeah. not always about the comic con it's yeah, about no, it's what like, goes yeah. on around it and after it and before it and yeah sometimes it's just the simple things like getting the train into like the excel center yeah seeing all the cosplays and you're like you know you t- you, you, you well, breathe yeah. in the air and it's got that kind of october autumny smell yeah. that london yeah. gray smell and you're like phantom oh, yeah. fanboy talking absolute rubbish at us in the fox oh, you know uh, mate. fantastic fantastic if you're listening mate fantastic conversations there oh, oh, honestly mate. Fun, man alex there are so many i mean celebrations um, on like for me celebrations like just on a completely different level to like comic cons and stuff and i think people are either going to love it or not like it and so yeah um but no love love that question alex really appreciate that really really sweet and i hope you guys are doing well up in scotland i think they've just come back from disneyland paris so for some hope hope you enjoyed um andreas blom all the way from oregon our favorite swede in america um he says hello lads do you guys think that we will see ahsoka's first meeting with luke skywalker in ahsoka or any other show I feel that the, I feel that their first meeting is a huge event that has to be shown, and I am not sure where it would fit better than in the Ahsoka show. What are your thoughts, Andreas? What are you saying, mate? Andreas, he's a Swede in America. Um, well, yeah, good man. Uh, will we see the huge event that was Ahsoka meeting Luke? I think, yeah, of course. I think we will do. You know, Filoni's part of the Mandoverse, like we know he is. So's Ahsoka. He's given us that really odd scene in the book of Boba Fett of all places. 
I'd like to think everything happens for a reason that there's a plan. So I think we will do. And Ahsoka, the series, may seem logical because all bets are saying we're going to see Hayden too. Oh, mate. May, 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 may. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if they like deep faked their way to showing us Anakin and Luke and Ahsoka in the same shot. I mean, Madly, it's got it's got it's it. gonna make sense for the story, but my days it would break. They are, that you know, Filoni's thinking of a way to do that. Um, do no, I, th- I think he is, mate. I honestly think if if they can find a way to do it, they will do. Um, but I can't think where else they'd do this particular scene without further context. Of course, Mando season four may be the perfect place to show it, but we've got no idea what that story is, so we don't know. So. As things stand now, Ahsoka is the only place that that meeting can be shown, I think. Maybe they could just give us Book of Boba Fett Season 2 and just stick it in there for no reason like they did the first time around. Um, no, I think I think they will do. I think they know they did it for a reason. It's a big moment. Uh, joking aside, it was a really odd thing to put in Boba Fett and now obviously having Ahsoka there. It, you know, people will call it fan servicey, but I'd like to think there is a reason behind it and we're going to find out more. Uh, we are th- and I do think we're going to eventually see that meeting because he is a big deal, mm. isn't it? Uh, son of her master. Um, and oh, if yeah. they can find a way to stick Anakin in there as well, which I think if Filoni can do, he will do, then it could be incredible. Unless they're saving it for the Mandoverse film, but then that wouldn't make sense narratively. So Ahsoka, I think, is the only place they can do it. But what do you think, mate? Do you think they're ever going to show us the first meeting? And if so, where? There's a lot for them to go over in Ahsoka, isn't there? How Already. many episodes is it? Eight. Eight, yeah. Eight. Yeah, we're asking a lot. Yeah. We're asking a lot, I think. If you've got Thrawn, you've got Ezra, you've got, Rebels. you know, the the, the, the uh, Balin and uh, Annie Shin. or whatever her... What's Shin. Her name? Shin. Annie. Oh. <laughs> Annie, I don't know why. why. Annie, I'm okay. Are you okay, Annie? Yeah, Shin's, Shin's I, cool. I like Shin. No, Shin, Shin she looks, looks great. Uh, Balin and Shin together are like, mate, mm. amazing. Come on, it come looks, on, vi- visually, I'm, I, it, it, and the more well, I think so about it, the orange, the orange sabers, I'm like, oh, mate, this she's, is she's weird. got a Padawan braid as well, which I only, I only saw on Twitter the other day. X, she's got a Padawan braid still, which what? is very cool. What? Yeah, man, they got to explain that now as well interesting i think they're like a new iteration of like the jedi i think they believe like the jedi like false prophets or something and they're like (laughs) you know i think it's something like that i think it's something like that um yeah i don't know i don't know i almost don't want to think about it andras i don't want to set myself up failure the first time the first time they meet i can't see it happening in this series i just can't i can't see them doing a throwback Mm. like that I don't know. And, and I th- that's not to say you're not wrong that it's maybe uh, arguably the, the best place to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that it's, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure if I'm convinced that that's where it will happen or if they'll ever do it. Is it priority? Yeah. Yeah. Is it priority compared yeah. to the other storytelling? There's a lot of momentum in the Mando verse, right? Ooh. So it'd have to be like a flashback or something. Of course, and, yeah. Is it, is it, you know, baby, you know, Grogu, baby Yoda, everyone wanted to know, everyone wanted to know how he escaped the Jedi Temple, right? Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is everyone lining up going, hey, I want to know when Ahsoka and Luke first met? I don't know. Yeah, good shout. I don't know. Uh, but I think it's a great idea. Yeah. 
Sorry, mate. Yeah. That bit may be a bit of an underwhelming answer. No, 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 no. no. I can't no, say no, that. It's, it's your answer, mate. And again, the more, even, even in my answer, I'm thinking like, it's the best place to do it. It's almost the only place to do it. But, you know, why would you do it and how would you do it? Of course, it's all about the why. It's all about the magic word, mate. Let's get, let's get it in off oh, the It's all about yeah, the execution. Sorry, yeah, there we go. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, we have a gimpy neck back. I've got a Sprite, low-calorie lemon and lime drink. Other soft drinks are available. Um, oh, I think we are getting a season two as well. I mean, to be fair, Rosario Dawson... And also, Matt's got a bad neck. I have, That's I can't. why he complained about his neck a minute ago. He I slept, slept funny bad. and I can't put my neck back to drink the last like, drinks. What? Yeah, like, what? What's wrong with his neck? neck. I, can't, I can't put my neck back fully to uh, drink the rest of the drink, so I'm going to end up just dribbling all over my face. Um, we are going to get a season two of Ahsoka, or at least potentially. Rosario has basically said she's been knocking on the door for Dave to do a season two whether or not that kind of implies that Ahsoka lives through season one in, in, I don't know but that's what they're saying but anyway that is the Patreon questions for this week some fantastic questions there Andreas Alex just Ryan thank you very much for that for those listening give us your answers to the questions out there but bartender that's it sorry about the mess our time here is done we're going to be back again same time again next week for another dirty stint in the Bantina It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! That's right, it's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Uh, we end uh, every episode, every week, with a game just for the, just for the bants, really. Uh, this week, it is my turn. Toast, mate boy, are you ready to play? Yeah, man, let's do it. Well, we're gonna. This is a little bit new, okay? But we're gonna mm. try and attempt to play um, a, 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 a sessions version of Pointless. Okay, um, I know the game. Yep, you know Pointless, right? Point so that you can do right answers. Yeah, but I'm gonna give you points depending on how obscure. The, po- the, yes. the the or not po- well actually pointless. The the goal is to get as little points as possible. That's right. It? So the more okay. obscure it is, it's a zero, right, or like one. And yeah, the lo- it's like cricket or tennis. Which is the one where the lowest score the better? Golf. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> golf. Yeah, <laughs> none of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. Yeah. Where's so, Alex? Was it Alexander Armstrong? Where, where's him? When we need him to give us know, the, right? the uh, rules. Yes, yeah, so so know, yeah, yeah, like hundred is like something very obvious, right? Yeah. Something in between that a lot of people might know is maybe I don't know, sixty, fifty. Obscure is like kind of toward the bottom, and the, the, if you can get like as little points as possible, that's that's like yeah. the, so the, the most dream. Your correct answer, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a really really good game, by the way. It's um, fun. Yeah, this game. Uh, yeah, play the music. Um, this game is geography based okay because <laughs> we could be here forever we'd be doing our own version of pointless otherwise right but i need you to give me five and we're only for this is for time reason right i need five real life star wars filming locations and, and the, the more specific the better because <sighs> if you were to just say england well it's like well yeah they filmed in England, like yeah. So that would be like 
a ninety-five. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yes, right. Right. You know what? The worst part is I can never remember the names of these places. I just I can just kind of vaguely describe them. <laughs> right, let's go then. Um, the first one I'm going to say is uh, I think it's called I can't remember, again. I can't. Remember, it's called Ivan something in Buckinghamshire. What? They filmed the Rise of Skywalker there. They filmed Kef Beer there. Is that, do you know when they're then the Falcon crashes? Uh, good landing. I've seen better, and they've got to climb up the hill overlooking the Death Star ruins. That is filmed in Buckinghamshire. It, it's called like Ivanhoe or something like that. Um, it's yeah, it's called Ivan. If you Google like, Ivan Buckinghamshire, it's something like that. That's where they filmed Tross. Ah, uh, yeah, Ivinghoe. Ivinghoe, okay. not Ivan. Ivinghoe. So that's why I'm going to go for that one first. Okay. Well, I held you out a little bit there, and that is a little bit obscure. So I'm I'm going to give that, but. We're, you're on the doorstep of it, so you know. Uh, but I'm going to give you forty. I'm going to give you forty you, for that. I'll take that for that. Um, one. Right, one more. Oh, well, not one more. Four more. But yeah, next uh, let's try. Right, let's do this, my man. Um, see, all the ones I can I think of are really, can, really obvious ones. Um, like that. The more that specific, place. the better. Uh, oh man. Uh, so again, it's another close one. Whippingdale in in Hertfordshire where they filmed The Fountain Menace behind the uh, Leafston lot. Because um, I want to say the obvious ones, but you can't say, that, you can't say like, my the man, ones that are around the man, corner. My man took England and he's, he's running <laughs> with it. That's it. He's, he's running not only with England, he's running with the South East, yeah? No, Anywhere yeah. like 10 minutes outside of London. He's literally but not even north of Watford as well, which is hilarious. Um, there's, yeah, yeah, the yeah. obvious one is, is Tatooine, which is actually called Tatooine in yes. Tunisia. So yes. I don't know. I don't know Very how many good. I mean, Star Wars fans will know that. Would the general public know? There's a. Place I'm going to give Tatooine. you 25. I'm going to give you 25 for Tatooine. Of course, it's spelled slightly different. But yes. Yeah, what about Whippendale? Whippendale. Um. Again, I wouldn't have remembered the exact name, so I'm going to give that like 30. Yes. Yeah, I'm still under 50 here, mate. Now it's where yeah, it gets tough, good, man. Because maybe the, I'm being too generous. I don't know. No, no. I think I think the other ones are for me. They are very, very obvious but of course there's always going to be some which are, are aren't quite so easy to remember but um i'm trying to think now out of the box uh, i'm gonna try and make this as quick as i can do um mm-hmm. uh, is, is this just live action films or, or tv both because i want to say corriton refinery in essex for Andor. oh my <laughs> days my man uh, is getting I'm giving you an 80 for that because we were there together. We literally <laughs> drove there. I mean, it's easy to say, you know, the the the, the desert in Jordan. You, you can say you Death have, Valley. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, go on. Death. Uh, death. Uh, I'm saying it's easy to say things like the Wadi Rum or Death Valley or place like that. Everybody knows those uh, ones. Do do they though? Do they? If we're You've only got right. one more. You've only got Wadi one Rum. More. I'm going to say that in Jordan. Wadi Rum. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I, I I think that deserves probably like again like a twenty five. <sighs> no pointless answers. Because I think I think for people for for people who are like, you know, even Star Wars fans, I don't think a lot of people would remember that off the bat. I the think names. you've either got a mind for that or, or you haven't. Like, if I went into it, interested. If I went into it thinking it was more about the the p- general public, you ask a hundred members of the public. I think, yeah, I probably could have got away with more of them, but I went into it thinking Star Wars fans or like right. what are the most obscure ones that like the geeks out there and there are many of them looking at you, Fantha, would know the answers too. But I'm sticking by my five, not necessarily obscure, but it wasn't, I mean, to be fair, who I can't even remember what the place in uh, Norway is called 
for Hoff. I know it, I can think of it in my opinion of F, but mm-hmm. I can't think of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know the one. It's fe- like friends, a short word, isn't fe- it? Friends, fe- fe- I can't think what it's called now. Or do you want to know, do you wanna know three? Do you want to know, well, not three, but a couple pointless answers that I would have taken? Please. Please. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't, this isn't a pointless answer, but I'm surprised you didn't say Skellig Michael in the that Republic was too of obvious, Ireland. I thought, too new. I, I mean, to I, be fair, Charles is newer. <laughs> True, but I'm just surprised you didn't yeah. you didn't I say tried it, to but... try to go outside the obvious where possible. Um, first one, um, and I think I, you know there's a few here. You know, there is a few here, but I'll do the, I'll do the first one. Plaza de España in, of course, Sevilla. Sevilla. Sevilla, sorry, yes, in Spain. Yep. Um, yep. yep. which is known as Naboo. Theed, yep. right, especially in Attack of the Clones. Oh, um, the Royal Palace of Caserta in Italy, also Attack of the Clones and Phantom yep. Menace in southern Italy. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Now, the, the, these are, the, it's because they're so specific, right? Rub al Khali Desert in Abu Dhabi. That is a pointless answer. Force Awakens? Correct, yeah, Force Awakens. A lot of people forget about that one. Um, and this one, I think is is it's just easy to forget because this was used in the prequels in Revenge of the Sith, um, and it, and and footage was was used from it, but it was manipulated, and a lot of people just associate it with green screen, whereas actually there was a bit more practical than people realise. Mount Etna in Italy. Oh yes, of course, and they did like the Dolomite near the Dolomites in uh, Solo as well. Be correct. Yeah, I would have. That would have been a really good answer. I'm taking the Dolomites and the yeah, Italian there's, ones. There's like, oh, I've seen so many of um, the the classic uh, the hotel in overlooking uh, Lake Como where the I don't like sand line comes from. Yes. I've seen so many people posting that recently, and I just could not remember the name of it. Okay, Lake Como, but I can't remember what the villa's called or the hotel's called. Uh, another good one would have been Dubrovnik in Croatia, of Ooh, course, for the last Jedi, Jedi yeah. right? Canto Bite. Yeah. Oh, I love a bit of me, that is. Uh, I'd like to go yeah, to Dubrovnik mate. one day. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, the man. Maldives, Rogue One. Yeah, some, Australia right. for um, clones. They did a lot of that in a bit of that. I know, that was, a lot of that was more studio, of a soundstage, but I know yeah. some of it was done, some parts were done in Oz. I can't which parts now. Um, yeah, the Maldives, obviously Canary Wharf being one of them. Uh, the Highlands of Scotland, the down in Dorset, uh, Wales mm. for Obi Wan and stuff like that. I mean, there's so Wales. many. They, they filmed somewhere in Wales for uh, Andor. Sorry, Andor. Andor. Um, right, Andor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mate, oh, there man. we go. That's this. This. I mean, if we're going to be here all day, if we keep naming <laughs> yeah, locations, yeah, mate, you're doing location. them now. You didn't do them in the gate. You're yeah, like, oh, I know. Where's nearest to the where music, I man. live? The music. <laughs> It is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jelly's Hollow in Guildford, where Best Vanilli sent me to my demise. (laughs) Never let that go, mate. I won't. I'd love to see him in there. Never let that go. (laughs) You did good, though, mate. You did really good. Um, No no pointless answers. You got a 40, you got a 25, you got a 30, 80, and another 25. The 25s were Tatooine in Tunisia and Wadi Rum. That 80. Oh, well. The, the 80, yeah. Co- I gave it an 80 because co- yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. We we covered it. <laughs> we said about it. Anyone bit of real life didn't. context as well. A bit of real life context. There we go, mate. Well played, though. That was fun, wasn't it? That was fun. No, that we really was. That again. 
I do like a real world one. Uh, I might do a pointless one for you one day, but it can't be locations now. But the game itself wasn't pointless. The game was fantastic. And we certainly Mm. hope you didn't think this episode was pointless because I think we both think it was a fantastic episode of Star Wars Sessions. But that is that for episode 214. But the fun that doesn't end here. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master Blywalker. They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on Twitter or X, whatever the heck it's called at the moment. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Threads. Run threads as well. Search Star Wars Sessions. You'll find us there. Uh, Email us. Uh, Hello there. At starwarsessions.co.uk. Dot uk uh please don't forget about our patreon as well patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions for tons of cheeky bonus content tons of fun if you want to support the show for free keep doing what you're doing and listening and leave us a five star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice as we always say just scroll up and do it now by the time i finish speaking you would have dropped us five stars and we will be so very very happy Uh, those five stars really do help the show grow it gets new listeners in it gets us up the listening lists and it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your dad, tell your mum, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest keen Star Wars location traveller. I'm looking at you, Eve. Uh, Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merry castle spicy. Eve would have eaten that game up. Uh, Ah, Easy. uh, Easy. Tell your nearest puffer pig that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Veth Dally, Passional Narc. <laughs> that sounds like a Star Wars name. There we go. Fashion You're Dally. welcome. You're welcome, Lucasfilm. <laughs> I do not feel alone.